We do this for your life and your legacy because we want to make sure that you get the best out of your life and your legacy has an opportunity to participate in the benefits of you doing things right. Now, I know how difficult it can be to get things right over and over again, but that is how champions are made. Champions are not just born. But they are made, of course, champions are born. Someone once asked, uh, are leaders born? Of course they're born. I heard Arthur John Maxwell put it plainly. Of course they're born. Some just have more of an opportunity to become a leader. They just have a mentality to be a strong leader, to be able to put forth uh, a good mindset and not allow others to challenge them and to keep them from becoming all that they're meant to be. Uh, some people are tempered to the point where they know that there is no need in looking any other direction but to stay focused on forward and leaning forward so that they might be able to obtain the things that they have desired in their heart. Now, I know this. I know this that many times we've prayed, but let me give you this analogy. Uh, you may pray, but the question is, do you keep the faith along the way? Uh, it is important to know that there are many who have prayed, but somewhere along the way, they've lost the faith. The understanding and the best example we could give is that, yes, Peter walked on water. And as a matter of fact, I applaud him for walking on water because he was one of the 12 that asked Jesus, bid me to come. So out of all the things out there, he was the one who actually walked on water. But when the winds came and when those things that would seem impossible or make it impossible for him to be upon the water, when they seem a little bit too daunting or too overwhelming, he looked at those things instead of looking at his creator, instead of looking at Jesus, instead of looking toward the Father, instead of looking at someone who obviously had made it possible for him to walk on water. See, sometimes we can't allow things around us to distract us. We have to just continue listen, continue to listen to what God has said. I share this with you as well. At one point in time in my life, I was in the United States Navy. And one of the things I had the opportunity to do was to be on board a submarine. You know, oddly enough, I don't care how many things you may watch, the submarines that the Navy has normally don't have windows, at least the ones we were on. There are no windows, especially when you go to certain depths of the ocean. There are no windows for what we were charged to do. Herein lies the fact. We could only hear our way through or to where we were going. There were no windows. We had to move and navigate by what we heard. There were topographical maps, or if you will, maps specifically for uh, the elevations under the water. But at the end of the day, there had to be sonar to help us guide our way. And we couldn't go by what we saw. We had to go by what we heard. Heard. What we heard then 
governed how we moved. And I think that's some of the things we need to understand today is that we were talking about environment. And now your environment can determine how healthy you are physically, how healthy you are mentally. This is one of the reasons you want to look at your environment. So I know I'm probably on point number three here, but you have to look at your environment. This is part two of good things, right? Bad company, good things. This is part two. And when we start realizing that our environment can play a key role in our ability to become successful and not only become successful, but stay successful, because at the end of the day, commitment gets you started, but consistency keeps you going and allows you to finish. If you're around the wrong people, your consistency will become minimal. If you're around the wrong people, you will begin to mimic what they do and if you're not strong enough mentally, you might find yourself not just mimicking them, but prof- but you might become a professional person who lays around the house. You might become a professional person who comes up with excuses. You might become a professional person who finds that they're the littlest thing to, 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 to call out and not not really go forward or press forward, uh, not to break through the barriers, because that is what good, good, really good people do. They break through barriers. They realize that there's a challenge ahead. As a matter of fact, let me share this with you. You might as well understand that life is full of challenges. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture that says a man born of a woman is of a few days and his life is full of those challenges to be to be rightly interpreted. It's going to be full of challenges or full of trouble, as it says. You know that there's going to be trouble, so you might as well have a strategy for getting out of the trouble. You might as well have a strategy for, even if possible, avoiding the trouble. So the understanding here is that the strategy is going to come from God. But let me give you a good example of someone who managed to somehow just listen to his friends and didn't pay close attention. So let's go here to point number four. And we're going to give you an example. Here we have First Kings, the 12th chapter. And it reads, they sent for him and Jeroboam and whole of Israel assembled and came together to speak to Rehoboam, saying, your father made us work too hard. Now, if you lighten the demands he made and don't make us work as hard, we will serve you. He said to them, go away for three days, then return to me. So the people went away. Now, let's give you a backstory. Rehoboam is actually... Rehoboam is actually the son of Solomon. Solomon has passed away and Rehoboam has become the new king of Israel. Now he's probably the richest man on the planet right now. And if you actually looked around and you, you began to tally up how much wealth Solomon had, believe it or not, Bill Gates, as well as um, uh, what's his name over Tesla? Uh, Elon Musk. All of them. I, it doesn't matter. He he could put Bill Gates, Elon Musk, uh, Larry and Harry, and all those other ones who are billionaires. Uh, he could bury them with wealth. 
right? And he would still have money left over. And now Roboam is in charge of a country, and the people are presenting themselves to him, saying, hey, your father made us work really hard, too hard. And now Roboam has a chance to really listen to them, and here's what he does. He tells them to go away for three days. And what does King Roboam do? According to 1 Kings 12 and 6, it says, King Roboam consulted with the old advisors who had served his father Solomon when he had been alive. He asked them, how do you advise me to answer these people? They said to him, today, if you show a willingness to help them or to serve these people and to grant their requests, they will be your servants from this time forward. Hmm. That sounds like good news. Now, you, you have to understand, and maybe sometimes we don't know this, but Solomon got rich because he made people work, just in case you wanted to know. He taxed people and he made the people work. He made people build houses. He made people build temples. He he just managed to become one person who made all of the Israel work. He made people in the northern kingdom come to the southern kingdom to put things together. And they were actually on a, a three-month interval where they would actually come serve, leave, go back to their families. But Solomon made them work. So this is it. This is the crust of the matter is that these people are saying, hey, your father made us work too hard. Now the older and the wiser, the sage men are saying, hey, give them a break. Lighten the load for them a little bit. And, and they will serve you forever. They will take what you're doing as grace. They'll take what you're doing as mercy. But then Verse 7 says, they said unto him, today, if you show willingness, I'll say it again, to help or to serve these people, grant their requests, and they will be your servants from this time forward. But Roboam rejected their advice and consulted, listen to this, his young advisors who served him, with whom he had grown up with. you got to be careful sometimes about seeking the advice of the people you've grown up with. Right. Especially if you go back to the same hood, the same neighborhood, the same group of people and you don't see progress. Listen, 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 listen. The writing is on the wall. If you don't see progress in that individual's life, they are probably not someone you should emulate. They are probably not someone you should go ahead and start uh, just marking off the course and and spending an inordinate amount of time around them because they're not going to pour into you. Because listen, here here it is. Words that come out of your mouth are seeds that enter into the hearts of those people who are around you. The same is true. The words that come out of the mouth of the people that are around you enter as seeds into your heart and they Germany, I can prove it to you. Somebody said something about you that discouraged you. You think about it all day long. You sit there and if you, if you, if you actually continue to meditate on it, after a while, you won't feel well. You might feel sick in your stomach. But if somebody says something good about you, especially if somebody you don't know, a stranger, it seems like it's a, it's, it's a compliment that you didn't expect. It, it causes you to feel good and maybe even giddy about yourself because words matter. Words spoken to your heart matter. So I know we try to say, you know, I'm strong, I'm independent, I'm able to do it, but I want you to really consider How many times have you allowed the wrong words to enter into your ears and then be deposited into your heart and you spend minutes, if not hours, trying to pluck up the seed that was planted 
right? That change your mind or transform your mind. If your spouse has said something, maybe they need clarity, especially if they said it in the heat of anger. That environment, wherever you might be, if it's not conducive for love, and to be cherished, change your environment. Sometimes the best thing to do is be quiet. It would set the environment all by itself. But I am telling you, you have to be around those who are going to pour goodness into you. Make it a point to be around the people who are positive about things in life, who look at challenges as opportunities, because I guarantee you that's what entrepreneurs do. Every good entrepreneur, every good business worker looks at a challenge as an opportunity. It means that there is a solution out there. Listen to me. If there is a problem, then there is a solution. And if there's a solution, then there's a way to become better because you come up with a solution. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you, if you're hungry, you go to a restaurant. Why? Because they've come up with a solution. They solve the problem. If you eat the right thing, you will no longer be hungry. Or you go to the grocery store. It's a solution if you're hungry. See, it's there. And why do you pay for it? Because it is a solution to your problem of being hungry. So you have to look at if there's a problem, there must be a solution. If there's a problem in your life, I guarantee you, Jesus has a solution. You just have to knock, ask, and seek. Or seek, ask, and knock. Whichever way you want to do it. But if you do it, I guarantee you. Is a blessing around the corner. Just change your atmosphere because it's difficult to hear God's voice when there are people who are always negative, who are always spewing those things that you know are contrary to his will. It's difficult. Listen, if I stay in a smoke-filled room, more than likely at the end of an hour, I'm going to smell like what? Smoke. You know what I'm talking about. If I stay in a room that's filled with people who are knowledgeable about business transactions or anything that I need an answer for, if I just sit and listen, see, sometimes we talk too much. It is often good just to sit and listen. And if somebody asks you if you have a question, you might even be able to say, you know what? I'm still gaining information. I don't know if I have enough information to ask you a question. Don't be so, don't think don't think too highly of yourself sometimes. That doesn't mean necessarily put yourself down. It means to ascertain or to think, maybe I can grab some more knowledge today. And if I'm talking to the right person, they will be willing to share that knowledge with me. If I'm talking to the wrong person, they will belittle me and make me think less than myself. Guess what? You just figured out which environment you need, didn't need to be in. You need to be around somebody who's willing to share the knowledge, someone who's willing to make you better, somebody who's willing to pour into you, somebody who's willing to give you the right answer. Because let me tell you something. Here's the wrong answer. Second Kings, first Kings 12 and 8. But Rohabon rejected their advice and consulted with his young advisors who served him, with whom he had grown up. He asked him, how do you advise me to respond to these people who said to me, listen, lessen the demands of your father placed on. Young advisors with Rohabon had grown up with him said, say to these people who have said to you, your father made us work hard, but now lighten your burden. Say to them, I am a lot harsher than my father. My father imposed heavy demands on you. I will make them even heavier. My father punished you with an ordinary whips. I will punish you with whips that really sting your flesh. Guess what happened? 
him listening to those particular people who had grown up with him, who obviously were poor advisors, caused the kingdom of Israel to split at that moment. When he came back, when the people came back three days later, and Jeroboam, as well as Rohoboam, were presented together, the kingdom split. You have to listen to the right people. You have to be around the right mindsets. You have to be that. I know recently they said that um, Elon Musk lost a certain amount of billion dollars. Nobody's ever done that. I want to tell you, he just lost through the wrong decision, listened to the wrong advice. He lost almost 80% of a kingdom with one decision. 80% of a kingdom with one decision. So I'm telling you right now, that's a lot of money to lose. That's a lot of property to lose. That's a lot of relationships to lose. So I'm going to share this with you. You get blessed or cursed through relationships. Begin to start thinking about what relationships you're building. What relationships will you, who will you surround yourself with? Who would you be diligent enough to be uh, in their face with? Because here's Stephen Covey said this thing, begin with the end in mind. So when you're looking for people, begin with the end in mind. Now, I know Stephen Covey said it, but can I tell you something? That's not new. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says the end of a matter is better than, than the beginning. And a patient spirit is better than a proud one. A patient spirit can strategize. A patient spirit can empathize. A patient spirit can get to the place where they're able to look at all the dynamics and begin to build a plan to get to the end that they've envisioned. Why? Becca 2 and 3 tells me, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Let me let me share this with you. Here's what I think is so important. I got to finish reading the scripture, though. Here's what I think is so important. When you get to the end of it, the vision will speak for you. See, you don't have to even brag on yourself. What God has done through you and with you, the vision in and of itself will speak volumes above. Whatever you could have ever said about yourself, what people will see before them, they can't refute it. What people will see before them, they can't deny it. What people will see before them will will speak for itself and you will walk in it because God has allowed you to benefit from making the right choice, to benefit from listening to his desires, to benefit from being one who is diligently, consistently, uh, uh, over and abundantly following his will. But yes, first, you got to take the first step. And sometimes I think even what I just said, you're like, man, that's a lot. Just start with today. See, that's just it. You have to start with today with the end in mind. And guess what? You only get 24 hours in a day. So take each day as it comes. Don't try to do too many. Just keep the vision in front of you for each day with the hope that you will see that vision come to pass. If you are diligent, according to scripture, the diligent hand shall be made fat. Those that are diligent, listen, here we go. Even Proverbs 27 and 23 says, 
Be diligent to know the state of thy flocks, to look well on thy herds. You have to be diligent to look on the things you own. Take care of them. Make them well. I know sometimes we don't teach this, but this is scripture. I'm, this is not, sometimes we try to divorce those things that God would, that are spiritual from those things that are practical. But in all honesty, those things that are wise are those things that are spiritual because God owns all wisdom. He is wisdom. Anyway. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. This is scripture. Let's go on. The heart of the prudent giveth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. So let me go back to Proverbs 18 and 14, which talks about um, a spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. You have to be around. You have to be mindful that there are people who will try to wound your spirit. Right. There are people who be who will try to do that. And I'm just trying to underscore this. Be mindful of that. It's difficult because it's difficult to stay consistent when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling sad, when things are just not going your way and you don't feel like there's a sunshiny day coming away, coming your way. It's difficult. But I challenge you. I challenge you to begin to read. Um Proverbs 22 and 29. See thou a man who's diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. You have to press through this. You have to get through that season of your life where you don't feel well. You have to get through that season of your life where things aren't looking up. You have to get through that season of your life because the promise and the vision will speak for you. I guarantee you the promise and the vision will speak for you. Proverbs 12 and 24 says, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slowful shall be under tribute. I could go on and on. How about this? He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Proverbs 10, 4. Ah, Proverbs 21, 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous, but of everyone that is hasty, only to want. Proverbs 21, 5. Look, I got to stop there because I know we got to go and I don't know how much time you have. I'm going to challenge you just to look through your Bible for the word diligent. Look for, through your Bible for the word diligent and find people throughout scripture who have found themselves around the people who would encourage them instead of discourage them. Those who actually even had their mind made up to see God's face and to see God's will that they might prosper in all their ways. It is without a shadow of a doubt. The most important thing you can do is to stay in the presence of God, to seek the face of God, and to know the heart of God. Because in so doing, you will discover more and more of how he made you, right? If you, you have a car, and your car more than likely has a manual, if you want to know how that car operates, you read the manual. I'm telling you today. Keep reading the manual that God wrote for you. Some call it his love story. Some says it's an instruction book. I say it's both. It is the bread of life. And if you want to live better, then you read it. Not just read it, but execute what's in those pages. I tell you why. Because it's going to be better for your life and your legacy. Till next time. Oh, please remember. Hit that like, that share button so we can keep this content coming to you because we know that tomorrow is going to be better. You know why? Because you're going to keep discovering that there is great 
greatness inside of you. Come on, we want to continue to do this and get that greatness out. There are people who are hungry for it. You are somebody's answer to their prayers because God has made you so. All right? God bless you. We love you more.